third and our final week of our series, Don't Miss It. And uh, this has been, for me, a series that I've appreciated and that I've enjoyed because I think it's very easy uh, through the craziness and hecticness of life to miss what God is doing and uh, to, to, to feel like God is only in certain moments. But the series is, it, it, like for me, if you get nothing out of it, it's for me that I'm just reminding myself that God is, is here, God is present, God is, is, is in my life. And so uh, this is our third week, our first week we looked at God is in, don't miss God in the ordinary. Last week was don't miss God in the detour. We could have probably said don't miss God in the rain because it was crazy last week. And then this week, I'll read my verse and then I'll share the title with you. Um, so this is 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 8. First, uh, 1 Kings chapter 17 in verse 8, it says this, Then the word of the Lord came to him, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a window was there gathering, a widow, did I say window? I think I might have said window. Uh, my bad. Uh, a widow was there gathering sticks. And, uh, and he called to her and said, bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Verse 11, final verse. And as she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Bring me a morsel of bread in your head. Today, our third and final week of Don't Miss It is this. Don't miss God because of your fear. Don't miss God because of your fear. Let's pray one more time. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you. Uh, for this opportunity that we have to come here, God, as a community, uh, just wanting to encounter you, wanting to encounter your love, wanting to encounter who you are, Jesus. And so we thank you for, for this, God. I thank you for each person that's in this room. God, I thank you for those that are joining us online. Father, I pray today that uh, you know what each and every person needs to hear in this room. And so I pray, God, that you would just, uh, that you would just meet them where they're at. God, I thank you for what you're doing in this church. God, I pray that, that we would leave changed, uh, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us, Father. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone said amen, amen, amen. amen. Hey, guys, i got a question for you. How many of you, um, like you have someone in your contact list that when they call you, you look at it and you're like, do I really want to talk to them right now? And it's, let, me, let me back up, because it's, it's not like you don't like them. That's not it. But you know that when they call, it's going to be a long conversation. Like, you don't want to ask, like, hey, how was your day? Because you know. They, they don't understand in America when you ask that we don't really want to know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But, but like, Like, they, you, you know that when you ask that, they're going to be like, well, I'm glad you asked that. And then they just, like, start listing, like you're Santa Claus, of things that's, that's, that's wrong. And so, so show of hands, how, how many of you guys have those people in your contact? I'm, okay. Woo, I thought I was the only one. Uh, so the, the craziest thing happened to me the other day. Um, I, I was driving, and, uh, I, and I hit a red light, and I'm just, I'm at the red light, and all of a sudden... Someone called me, this, this person called me, right? And it, like he is a dear friend. I love him with all my heart. 
And uh, he calls me, and I look at my phone, and I'm like, Right, like, uh, not today, not today, devil. And I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. And so I pick it up, I look at the phone, right? I look at the phone, I'm like, I, I'm not, just, I'm not going to talk to him. So I, I put it down. Kid you not. As soon as I set it down, I hear a horn. Honk, honk. And I'm like, I turn and look. And the guy that called me is holding his phone, he's like, Bro, like he's, like right next to me. He saw me pick it up, look at it, put it down. I'm like, I'm driving. <laughs> like, uh, I'm saving lives, right? Like, I'm trying to make excuses, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And so I text him, and, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. And, and so we ended up talking, but, um, but I was just thinking about just like when he called me, and and. Really, when you have a friend, when there's a relationship, a friendship with someone and they call you, right, it's, it, it is normal, it is human to respond, to answer the phone. Like when, when you love someone, when you have a relationship with them and they call, like you want to answer the phone. Like you should want to answer the phone. You should want to respond. And I started feeling super bad, A, because I got caught, but B, because I... <laughs> Because I realized, man, as a friend, I should have answered. I should have responded. And here's why I tell you this, is, is because I really think this idea is, is how you and I should relate to God when it comes to our relationship with him. Let me say it this way. I don't think there's a better, more natural way for you and I to grow spiritually than learning to respond when God calls. See, here's the deal. God is constantly calling you and I. God is constantly, whether you know it or not, whether you hear it or not, God is constantly calling us to greater levels of growth. God's constantly calling us to greater conviction. He's constantly calling us to, to greater opportunities. God is constantly, always calling. Always, constantly, always calling us. In fact, we read uh, in 1 Corinthians 13 where Paul says like, like this idea of growth, like God desires us to grow, so he calls us and we respond. Like Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. But then I threw these things away and I became mature. Like that is God's heart for you and for me, for his believers. Like we are called to grow up. Listen, if you've been doing this Christian thing for no however many years, but if you are the same way you were 10 years ago, something's broken. Like if you are the same person from three years ago, something's broken. Why? Because God is constantly wanting us to grow in our faith. And we grow by learning to respond to the call of God. To the call of God. So... <clears throat> So how you respond is important. How I respond is important. Like how, how we respond is important. But here's what I've realized is that God's call is only as good as your response. God's call is only as good as your response. 
So God, the creator of the universe, he can call you all he wants. Okay, think about this, think about this, think about this. Like, God, the creator of the universe, I, like, I believe that God created the universe. God, the creator of you and I, I believe God created humankind. He's calling you. He's constantly calling us to greater levels of maturity, greater levels of conviction, greater levels of growth. And he's called the God of the universe, the creator of the universe. Think about this. He's calling you. But this is, it's, it's amazing to think that God, the creator of the universe, is calling us. But here's what I think is even crazier. That despite the person that is calling us, the God who is calling us, he gave you and I the opportunity to respond or not respond. Think about that. The creator of the universe is calling He's like, hey, I'm calling you to, to greater levels of spiritual maturity. I'm calling you to read your Bible more. I'm calling you to, to pray more. I'm calling you to, to spend more time. He's calling us, but his call is only as good as your response. His call is only as good as my response. And what I have discovered is that 98.9%, .9%, you like that? That's science right there. Come on, trust the science, right? Like we've heard that. So like 98.9% .9 of the time, I filter my, my response, my ability to, to, to hear God's call and to respond. And, and so I understand like learning to hear God's voice. Like that's a whole nother message, right? So this message right now, I'm just assuming you all know that God's calling you to something, right? Like it doesn't have to be, thus saith the Lord, right? Like it could just be like this little like pulling in your heart. See, some of you, that's how you found your way in this place. You realize, man, I have the job, I have the family, I have the girl, I have the guy, I have the, f like I have this, but I'm missing something. And like, the Holy Spirit called you. He pulled you. Like, that's why you're here. Not just today, but that's how you found yourself in this place. But, but, but what I've discovered is that 98% that of the time, and I just made that percentage up, when, when it comes to God's calling, when, when God is calling you, we filter our response. We filter the way that we respond through one of these three eyes that I'm going to talk about real quick. So the first I is this, am I enough? The second I, do I have enough? The third I, will I be enough? So when God calls you, like more than likely you're filtering whether or not you want to respond through one of these three things. Am I enough? Do I have enough? Will I be enough? Now let's break those down. Number one, am I enough? So this is an internal examination of self, right? So when God calls you, some of you in this room, like your framework is through, am I enough? You, like, am I, do I have the skills, the ability, the talents to respond to what God is calling me to do? Am I enough? Now, going back to God being the creator of the universe, here's again what I believe is that when God created you, before you were formed in your mother's room, right, womb, before your daddy put on some Marvin Gaye, hello.
before, before, before you were formed in your mother's womb, here's what I, I believe, and we see it in Scripture, is that God already knew what he was calling you to. I actually, I think of it like this. God is the author of our life. Who knows the story better than the author? And so before you were formed, God, like, he understood what he was calling you to. And because he's a great author, he placed the talents, abilities that you need, personality that you need in order to fulfill the calling that he has over your life. Now, with that said, I also believe that God has placed gifts, talents, abilities inside of you that you can't see yet. Because I think that God wants you to understand, put more trust in him than in your talents. I, I think that God, there, there's a, we talked about this last week, there's a stretching that God needs to do. And if, God, and if you saw every talent and ability that God placed inside of you, you would feel like you could accomplish anything. And so there's some times where, where I just have to begin to trust and believe God that what he's called me to, he's already placed those things inside of me. And so the first one, for some of you in here, you're, you're, you're framing uh, the call that God has over your life through the lens of am I enough. Okay, now some of you in here are like, I don't deal with that, I don't struggle with that. Okay, if that's you here, maybe number two is for you. Number two, do I have enough? Do I have enough? So this one is all about an external examination of your resources. So, so this is like when God calls you um, to something, you, you now like look at your external, external environment. It's, it's actually you're gauging, you're gauging your relationships, your resources, your finances, your career, like, you, you begin to gauge all of that stuff, all of the material stuff, and you gauge it towards what God is calling you to. And so now all of a sudden, you're like, when God is calling you to something, you're like, do I have the resources to do that? Do, do, I, have, uh, do I have enough finances to do this? Do I, have, um, do I have any friends that can help me do this? Right? Like, so we begin to look at our external surrounding and wonder, do I have enough? Do I have enough? And, it, and with this one, like, we have to learn to, to have more faith than comfortability. I actually think one of the, uh, the, the, the killers to our faith is comfortability. When you look through scripture, every person that God used, we can fact check that because I'm not even sure. I feel like this is true. Like every single person that God used, actually I'm very confident this is true, that they had to step out of what they were comfortable and learn to step out in faith. Right? So do I have enough? Probably not. Listen, listen. Someone once said that if God's calling over your life doesn't freak you out, then it's probably not God's calling over your life. You're probably thinking too small. So do I have enough? Probably not. Probably not. So, so we're, we're talking about frameworks that we filter. Um, we filter 
this, this when God calls, how do I respond, okay? And so the first framework is, am I enough? Number two is, do I have enough? And number three is, uh, will I be enough? Will I be enough? So this is all about your mental and physical stamina required to carry out God's, complete, God's calling to completion. So this, this right here is all about, like, do I have the mental capability to see what God is calling me to through completion? Do I have the physical strength necessary to, to, feel, to, to, to finish God's call to completion? This is when all of a sudden we begin to think this, like, what if I fail? Like, what if, what if I try this thing and it just doesn't work out? Like, what if, and, and this is where the what ifs happen. Like, will I be enough? Will I be enough? So some of you, like, God's like, hey, I want, I'm calling you to start fasting, to implement fasting in your life. And you're like, whoa, that's a good idea. But tomorrow is my wife's birthday. Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Come on, you're laughing because that's you. Some of you, God's calling you to greater levels, but we're thinking like, will I be, will I be enough to fulfill, to complete what God's calling me to do? And so, so we filter, God calls us, we respond, but before we respond, we, we filter our response through, am I enough? Do I have enough? Will I be enough? And we filter, we filter God's call through different, like, emotions, right? Because when, when I think about God calling me, there's all kinds of emotions of, of like, just singing that God, what God is calling me to do in this city, in this county. Like, man, I start getting anxious. I start getting nervous. But then I'm excited. But then I'm like, how do, the, how do I do this, right? Like, up and down, up and down. And so when God calls you, like, there's a gambit of emotions that take place. But could I propose to you that the greatest emotion, that if we don't identify it, can be your greatest downfall, is the emotion of fear. Because all of a sudden, if we allow fear to dictate our response, fear begins to distort how I filter these, God's response. Fear, let me say it this way. Fear begins to distort the three eyes. See, because what fear does is it, it takes, am I enough? And fear comes in and it distorts it and it changes it, changes it to, to make me all of, us, all of a sudden begin to believe I am not enough. Do I have enough? Fear gets in, distorts it. I don't have enough. Will I be enough? All of a sudden fear comes in and distorts it. Like, I will never be enough. And so fear, if we allow it to, will begin to hijack, distort our ability to respond to the call of God. Are you guys with me so far? We actually see this in the widow's response to Elijah. Now, it's been a couple minutes since we read that verse, so let's break it down again. God calls Elijah to go to this town of Zarephath. And so here is Elijah, 
he goes and he meets this widow. God's like, hey, your miracle is going to take place in the form of this lady, this widow. And so, so he goes, he meets this widow, and he's like, he's like, hey, can you give me something to drink? I'm, I'm thirsty. Can, can you give me some to drink? And she's like, sure. And as she's going to get him some water, it's kind of like if you give a mouse a cookie, right? He's like, she goes, get him, gets him the water. And as she's going, he's like, and could you bring me some bread? Watch her response. Um, verse 17. Or excuse me, chapter 17, verse 12. And she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. Okay, so there's number one. I have nothing. I'm not enough. Like, as the Lord your God, this is the widow. As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing. I, like, I am nothing. Have you guys ever felt that? God's calling you. God, like, why? Like, I, I'm not enough. I have nothing. I am nothing. Here she is. She's filtering this, right? She goes on to say, I only have a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. So what is she saying there? There's our number, number two. Like, I don't have enough. She's like, listen, Elijah, even if I had enough, even, e or excuse me, even if I wanted to help you, I don't even have enough. I don't even have what it would take to fulfill your request. Like, I can't even do it. And then she goes on to say, and now I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and die. She must be a firstborn. She's dramatic. <laughs> And, and, and so she's like, she's like, not, not, I'm nothing, but not only am I nothing, like I don't even have enough to help you, but even if I did have enough, listen, I just have enough for my son and I, we're going to eat our last piece of bread, and then we're going to die. <laughs> Welcome, Elijah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there, there is the I won't be enough. Like, I can't play out this, the long game. I'm not even going to be here. Like, we're going to die. And so here is Elijah. He's going, he's responding to the call that God had over him. But that call isn't how he was expecting it. Hey, FYI, this is not even in my notes. But sometimes when God calls you, it takes the long way. It's not always instant. Sometimes you got to work your miracle. Ooh. And so, so here, here, is a, here is Elijah, and, and he's like, okay, well, God's called me here. He told me I was going to meet you. He told me that you were going to provide for me. And so watch, to, watch the conclusion that he gets to in verse 13. I love this. Verse 13, and Elijah said to her, do not fear. Do not fear. Elijah, he understood the roots of her response. He understood that it wasn't that she was greedy. It wasn't that she didn't like him. It wasn't that she was afraid of talking with strangers. She was afraid for her life. She was afraid that she wouldn't have enough for her and her son. Like the roots of her issue was the fact that she was afraid. 
Come on. Turn your neighbor. Tell them, don't miss it. She almost missed. I love this. She almost missed the miracle that God was going to do. She almost missed it. Because of how, the, how she was filtering her three eyes. Am I enough? Do I have enough? Will I be enough? She, she almost prevented God from moving on her behalf. I wonder this morning how many of us in this room, like God is wanting to call us to something so good, so big, so great. But because of the fear that we have inside, we're like, no, I don't know. I'm not enough. I don't have enough. I don't know if I'll be enough. Like, I wonder, I wonder how many of us in this room, like, we're jeopardizing, we're hijacking what God wants to do in our lives. Because we're refusing to respond because how we're filtering that response. Come on, don't miss God in your, because of your fear. Then we read in verse 13 and verse 16. And the keys can come up. I didn't realize I was almost done. It's awesome. And Elijah said to her, do not fear Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake and bring it to me. And afterward, make something for yourself and your son. So, so notice that God called Elijah. Now Elijah is calling this lady. He's like, go and make, me a, make some bread. Bring it to me first. We can talk about that all day. And then, and then go ahead and make yourself some bread. So there's the call. Verse 14. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil not be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. So we have the call, go make me bread. We have the response, we'll get to the response of what, she, what she's going to do. But in between call and response, there's always a promise. So the call was, go make me some bread. The promise was, hey, if you do this, listen, your jar of oil will never run dry. The flour that you, that you, like have little of, it'll never be empty. There's the promise. And then here's the response. And she went and did as Elijah said. And she and her household ate for many days. The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty. According to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. She bypassed the fear in order to respond to what God was calling her to do. 
God wanted to do a miracle in her life. But that miracle was triggered by her response. This morning, I want you to, to know that God wants to do a miracle in your life. God wants to do something in your life, but it's triggered by your response. God wants to grow you in your faith, but it's triggered by your response. If she chose not to respond, she wouldn't have experienced that miracle. to do something in your life, ladies and gentlemen. He does. He's calling you to something. He's calling you to new levels. He's, he's wanting to grow you. He's wanting to stretch you. He's calling, but are you responding? Am I responding? Now here's the deal, and then I'm done. She got over her fear. She, like, I think that the way that she was able to overcome the fear was by getting root in the promise. The promise of God she was able to overcome that fear by understanding the promise. Scripture says, perfect love casts out all fear, casts off restraint. And so, could it be that my ability to overcome fear is by learning to fear the right thing? for me to overcome the fear that's distorting my ability to respond is by learning to place my fear in the correct thing. What do you mean, John? Scripture talks about the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Well, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't want to fear God. Well, I just, maybe, maybe, if we learned and had the correct lens of, of fearing God. So there's a sense of reverence to fearing God, right? There's a sense of like, oh my gosh, your presence is here, God. Like, I just, I can't even deal with it. And we hope that you get those moments here in worship. Like, God, your presence is, like, it's just so, it's just too much. There, there's that reverence of fear, but there's also just this fear of like, man, God, like, I, just, I don't want to break your heart. Like, this fear is not like, ah. It's, it's, it's a reverence. And so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Scripture says. 
So I'm learning to not just, I'm learning, excuse me, to not fear. Am I enough? Do I have enough? Will I be enough? Because again, I said this at the very beginning, you aren't enough. That's encouraging, Pastor. You don't have enough. And you will never be enough without God. And so I have to learn to take who I am and learn to bring it to God. I got to begin to see myself not through my circumstances, not through my situation, not through my lacking, but through what God says about me. The promise. Like I respond to the call because I understand the promise. Because I'm seeing myself through who God is. I'm seeing myself through Jesus. And all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, you are enough. You do have enough. You will be enough. And I feel like this morning, I, I want you to understand, I, whatever you're going through, you are enough. Fear is distorting it. I'm telling you, you are enough. Whatever God's calling you to, I'm telling you right now, maybe this is prophetic, you do have enough. And then you will be enough. He's doing something. He wants to do something. Let's shift how we view the response, God's call. Let's, let's shift how we, how we view the call so we can respond, so we can grow, and we can see what God has next for our lives. Amen, somebody?